He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Yeah, and so the the part that was more notable to me about that, because a lot of people have always, like I was going through the history of this, LeBron has consistently mentioned Kurt as a power figure going back to 2019. Mm -hmm. You know, Rondo has mentioned him before, like a variety, even Vogel would talk about Kurt, you know, as one of his bosses and mm -hmm. one of the people that was sort of in the room. Like this is something that's been out there where he's getting mentioned. The, the notable additions actually to the discourse to me were Rob bringing up, specifically Jesse that, and Joey. that Jesse and Joey bus were going mm -hmm. to start to be consulted in some of the, like that was to my recollection, the that was first the first time he has ever explicitly brought them up as they are going to be consulted on these things. And I don't think that that was an accident. We've seen a lot of agitating yeah. within the fan base. And this is something that I wrote about where, you know, these are two guys where even though they have the last name bus, like they have now a pretty proven track record over a yeah. number of years of finding talent and being able to, at the very least evaluate college basketball and how it applies to the NBA and G League basketball and how it applies to the NBA and find mm -hmm. guys that can fit into both environments and be developmental prospects for this team. And so they have demonstrated their qualifications. Now, did they get those jobs because of like qualify? They, they didn't have to grind it out. Like they were given scouting jobs because of their last name. But that doesn't mean like they seem to have demonstrated some level of qualification. Sometimes, so nepo sometimes you luck out and nepotism works out. You find people who are good at their jobs regardless of the background. Yeah. Or the work like, they didn't have to put in to get there. Yeah. And so, you know, in this case, you know, I, I don't imagine the bus family is selling anytime soon. No. And so if you're rooting for like a best case scenario, then it is Joey and Jesse starting to accrue some more of this power because at the very least, we don't know what they're going to do, but at the very least, they seem to have a more proven track record as executives than even Rob Polinka does yeah. for the most part. And, you know, they're pretty well regarded in terms of, you know, they you have stuff like them ending up on the athletics, you know, 30 under 30 list and, you know, uh, like all or 40 under 40 list. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they're under 30. Uh. Je uh, Jesse might be, but I don't know. I don't yeah. think Joey is. Yeah. But 40 under 40 or whatever. I think that Joey's was. my age. Yeah. And so I think, you know, they've demonstrated a level of aptitude for this where, you know, hey, if they're starting to get involved more and that's not just lip service of Rob sort of trying to sate the wolves of like, hey, no, 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 no. It's not just me and Kurt. It's Joey yeah. and Jesse, too. They're involved yeah. in this. So uh, if it goes bad, then blame them, too. Uh, but no, I think this was if it wasn't just PR speak to try and take some of the heat off and be like, Hey, no, no, look, we're doing this thing that you all want us to do. Uh, then I think that that would be good news. I would say for the team's decision-making going forward and their ability to evaluate the right basketball things beyond. I have heard of this guy. He is a former star. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was, that was certainly interesting. Um, all right, let's move on to somebody who is, absolutely not going to take any accountability today expecting it from him was was always kind of like the closest that he got right was this was not my best season and in, in, are we in, talking about bill orham because i don't know he still hasn't answered for his crimes against the lakers so i'm just <laughs> i'm waiting for bill's exit interview like where we just really get to grill him on how he single-handedly caused the lakers downfall um i you know what bill come on the show i will yeah, i no, will, we're, I will we're ask gonna, the tough question we're gonna have an exit interview with bill yeah uh, just so Russell Westbrook, though, um, and again, like, 
lip service is an important an important point to make here in that like at the very least everybody who took questions today recognizes that people want them to assume accountability even if it isn't something that they're actually all that open to right yeah and if we're ranking like the accountability where people stand on like the earnest accountability rankings stanley johnson by far at the top basically blamed himself <laughs> and the entire team for everything that went wrong this year i, I honestly almost felt bad listening to him because yeah. it, you could tell this was very clearly a point of pride and he was very frustrated with how this year went and feels like guys could have put forth a more earnest effort and then if we're like going down the blame scale for guys who were like this is not really my fault, then like, I mean, it's DJ Augustine last because he basically <laughs> had his exit interview. And look, it's not DJ Augustine's fault, but no, I just enjoyed, to DJ for, for I just enjoyed his energy of like, I don't know, man, I just work here. Like the, he just showed up at the end. Like, and not even like, I don't know, man, I just work here. It's, I don't know, man, I just got here. <laughs> he literally said, I only got here a month ago. So I don't know about any of that, you know, like with certain things or they'd ask him about, they asked him about the locker room vibes. And he's like, I was just really, focused on trying to learn the playbook <laughs> wait the lakers had a playbook yeah it, possibly the biggest breaking news from x that is today. a huge that's, that's i think it just overall it's just like it's in crayon and it just says d up like on it you know like <laughs> pass ball to lebron yeah. stand in corner yeah it just Go. says russ bank shot Sick. if there's somebody in the corner cut yeah <laughs> set a screen for the referee um, on the referee. Yeah. <laughs> Yell at them. Get a technical. That's our number one play. So. No. So, but the guy that you were actually referring to, I'm assuming is. Least one. amount of accountability on the, on the day was Russ. Yeah. It was, uh, it was stark and it got to the point. So, um, I was, I was watching the, uh, exit interviews. I, I was planning because like, we already have Jacob in there. We have you in there. If you guys, I'm not gonna you guys, I'm not gonna miss anything from 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 you guys afterward. So the only one that I tuned in live for was Rob's because I was fascinated by how he was going to handle that. Um, and I was I thought at that point because I think in in years past Spectrum has just run like eight hours of live TV. Well, so and LeBron kind of screwed them over on that one because his exit <laughs> interview, like I think LeBron had lunch plans or something because <laughs> LeBron's exit interview was at nine o'clock. And then yeah. there was a, there would have been a five hour break before the next one uh, yeah. with Russ, but then Rob ended up getting kind of thrown to the wolves because of the Frank firing and yeah. he went out there at noon. But yeah, there was like a three hour gap between. And then Russ showed up 15 minutes late for his exit interview. Um, and, and, uh, Obviously proceeded Kurt to had a lot of, a lot of tips on post-ups to give him. <laughs> so Russ, like, look, the, 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 the was comments the and stuff back there. What was your favorite Russ comment? Like, did you have a favorite one? My favorite, just because it's so emblematic of how he is and how he was with the media the whole year of like, I disagree with your question because you are, because you're me. asking it. Yeah. Yeah. Was like when just the most unnecessary correction I think I've ever heard where Bill Oram was like asking him just like, Hey, like I would assume, you know, it was your dream to play for the Lakers growing up. And Russ is like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't dream that. That was never my dream. He I, said I didn't before the season, him. he, he did dream that. Yeah, no, it took Jacob all of 30 seconds to find the article where Russ yeah. talked about how much of a childhood dream it was to play for the Lakers. And like, I have as an aside, I had a Russ stand like correct us. And they're like, no, he clearly meant that that was his dream as an adolescent, not as a child. And it's mm. like, are we really, 
this is where we're at. You know, we're just like, yeah, you know, Bill should have clearly said it was your teenage dream. Shout out to Katy Perry to play for the Lakers. Yeah. You know, so. So like that was my favorite just because it was so unnecessary and it's so easy to just not be a jerk. And to just like take the question, just you know, just be like, no, you know what he meant, Russ. Like, Like, you knew, you 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 know know what he was, was where he was going there. You know that all he was saying was that you wish that this season would have gone better, and you could have just easily been like, ah, yeah, yeah, you know, obviously, I wish this season would have gone better, but instead, you're like, no, it was never my dream to play for this team. Yeah, Um, I just, I just, the, the the whole exit interview with Russ was fascinating in in a way that like watching a car crash is fascinating, right? Where you could see the two cars that are coming together. You can see them kind of like backing out into the same row and you can see, oh, this probably isn't going to end well. This probably isn't going to end well. And then you, you still kind of in the back of your mind, like, oh, somebody has to be looking into their rear view. Somebody's going to be the each other. Yeah. Like some, like the, somebody's going to stop at some point. And then wham, yeah, <laughs> right. And and I was like, that was the the. I thought at some point we would get some kind of like real accountability on the part of Russ. That was like, yeah, I, I you know, I, I think the closest he came again to, to to anything like that was him basically saying that this was not my best season. Which okay, he did say that factually true, and, and accurate, yeah. Um, and then the other thing that he said was that in being as close to home that sometimes he got a little too comfortable. Um, and after that though, after those two points, everything was, oh, well, they didn't let me be, they didn't let Russ be Russ, let's be honest. He at one and, point brought up like triple doubles as a way to evaluate him. And, yeah. you know, it's like- Like because he didn't average a triple double this season, that's what makes it a failure, which yeah, like- Yeah, it's like, uh you, Which is, which like you're right, right there. for the, you're, the wrong reasons, like- yeah, well, but it's it's also a perfect view into the way, the How prism that he looks basketball. at. Yeah, yeah, like for him, if you were to ask Russ, "Hey, your team could win and you could score 4 points and not be the reason they won, or your team could lose and you can go out and get yourself a triple-double." If he had true serum, I'm not I'm not sure which one he picks there. I don't know. I think we're pretty sure after watching this season. <laughs> And then, um, so I don't know. I, I just, look, I always thought that the chances of him remaining a Laker were between uh, slim and none. <laughs> there was there was almost no ch- chance whatsoever that he was going to come back. But after today, like, none just walked out of the, out of the, <laughs> out the building. And not Kendrick. Like, it was just Although gone. he did walk out of the building, reportedly feeling he great. Did. So he did. Yeah. He, he Without a limp. Power. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, uh, I can't. I can't verify that. He did say he was feeling great, but he. I just saw him yeah. on Zoom, so I don't know if it was without a limp. So I, I, I just, you know, I, I have thoughts on Russ, and I always got to try to like, because he can be such a lightning rod for dog whistle takes. Mm-hmm. Um, um. So I, I, I try to be extra careful with the criticism that I have of this guy, but I have, I have never encountered a great player who the way that the things that he values in success in basketball are so antithetical to what I care about in basketball players and arguably winning. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I, 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 and like today was just 
that final nail in the coffin on the way. It, and again, like we talked about when it came to the NF tweets from last week, right? Um, that I probably, I, if I could go back and tweak that tweet, Elon, hurry up and get that um, edit button there. But if I could go back and I could edit that tweet, I would, instead of saying his legacy, I would have said the way that I view him. This is, this is the way that this season has impacted the way that I view him. And I've always seen him as a prodigious talent. I've always seen him as, as one of the most entertaining and thrilling athletes, not just basketball players, but athletes that I have ever seen when he wasn't on the team that I root for. Um, and then now having him on the team that I root for, especially at this stage of the career yeah. that he is at, like, it's just... And on this specific team. Yeah, I, I just... I. I have never disliked the experience of rooting for somebody on a basketball team that I root for more. And I'm, you know, it was, it, it, look, all, it wouldn't shock me, by the way, Harrison, he's going to get traded or he's going to get bought out and he's going to go to some team that cares less about winning and is more willing to, and more able because the Lakers are not as able as other organizations right now. Yeah, because and it's going to be like when Kuz is dropping 30 and like a 20 point loss for the Wizards. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, can't believe the Lakers gave up on that guy. Right. right. Well, like, but like you know, so he could he could go to some organization that it's doesn't not exactly have the same. I, I I actually again I still felt like you know I defended Kuz last yeah. year, but I'm just saying um, it's going to be like that. Like everyone always looks for the like oh man look at this guy the Lakers let go right. But like, like when I, Dennis Schroeder had his one game a month, people would uh, talk about you know how much <laughs> Lakers missed him. Yeah, but I, I he he very well could go and show everybody that he is still the talent that, that the Lakers maybe envisioned in the first place. Um, but it's going to come on a team that wins like 38 games. And it's going to be on some team that's like at the bottom of the playoff standings, if they're there at all. And, and like, look, the fact that he doesn't care as much about winning, it doesn't even necessarily have to be an indictment. Like some players just view their job in sports differently. And for me, I care more about the team that I root for winning um, above all else. And for him, he probably thinks about it like, all right, how can I get mine? And that's fine. He can do that. Just go do that for the Celtics. <laughs> go do that can you for, imagine for the Clippers. A worse the player and fan base crossover than that? I mean, it might happen with Indiana. Like, yeah. Well, I, I still would not think that that would be as bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Boston's still clearly the worst. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think as Dan far Shaughnessy as... already has his first column written up oh about God. Russ. Yeah. Yeah. The Russ thing is tough. And, you know, as far as how much blame does he get, you know, the line that I've tried to tell, and like the caveat that I always have to give here is I was a Russ optimist. I was maybe leading the charge of Russ optimists last offseason. I thought that it was a good move for the Lakers. I thought that it addressed a lot of their problems. And I just, I thought stupidly in retrospect that he, if he was coming, then it meant that he had legitimately shown you know, this introspection, I want to go home, I want to do the things, I, I, I just want to go and win, because I didn't think that the Lakers and LeBron and AD would have signed off on that move if that was not the earnest view being communicated to them. Yeah. And as we've seen in about 20 leaks throughout the course of the season, <laughs> that is not what happened, and 20 yeah. might be underselling it. You know, we have... Anthony, but none have specifically, multiple, Harrison. There are no specific reports. examples, according to, <laughs> according to Russell Westbrook. 
Yeah, no, his teammates always say these nice things publicly. It's crazy how this goes. And then as anonymous sources, they yeah. are not as complimentary when their name's not attached Weird. to it. It's wild how that works. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have multiple anecdotes from this season from different media outlets of different clashes that Russ has had with coaches and players and teammates in the film room. <laughs> Like it's happened so much. I'm convinced he like, he probably like threatened Pete when he was in the building. He just like heard that he was a film room and he's like, time to fight. You know, it's <laughs> but like Russ is like her film room. He's like, Oh, on site, let's go. You're the hey, guy that's been antagonizing me this whole time. They keep telling me the Laker film room is, uh, is, you know, dogging me. Yeah. Yet he sees, he sees Pete walking down the hallway. Hey, Paul, Paul, can you grab me the film of my 10th rebound the other night? I just wanted to make sure I have that in my back pocket. <laughs> oh man. You know, so like, I, I think, you know, it's clear that this did not go well. And I, you know, again, it's hard to know how much of this to, this is the debate that we've been having as we do all of these blame pie podcasts of like, how much of this can you really attribute to Russell Westbrook? Like considering that he didn't trade for himself. Ultimately that is a failure on the people like myself who yeah. thought that this could work. And, you know, again, so I'm not saying it's like some unforgivable failure necessarily because I sort of bought in, but I think that, you know, what he is responsible for and, you know, Darius actually has a really good column coming for us tomorrow on sort of like what is and isn't fair to blame Russ for that sort of outlines a lot of this a lot more eloquently and in more detail than I can here. But, you know, like there are certain things like the lack of accountability in the film room, the lack of willingness to change, the lack of willingness to take feedback, the, you know, just not just not changing and not adapting throughout the year, no matter what, you know, lip service you pay to it. Like that's what you can blame him for because no matter how badly things were going and no matter how much, you know, he deserves credit for staying healthy and being available and whatever, like availability is a legitimate ability, but not if you're not willing to do the things that are going to help your team win. And you're going to act like you are some star that has to be like load managed on defense on a night to night basis. And you can't buy into doing these little things on a team that desperately need someone with athletic gifts to buy into doing the dirty work and set that example. And it's just, it's hard not for it to feel like a lot of this stuff comes back to that exact kind of mentality of like from right at the start of training camp reportedly in the LA times of like, I am no, no, we are not doing this. Like anyone can bring the ball up, jumpstart the fast break, give me the ball. I'm the point guard, get out of my way. And the constant little shade about, you know, like, Oh, I've been sitting on the bench too long. That's why my back hurts. And you know, the like, Oh, point guard. That's funny. All this stuff throughout the year, you know, that has just demonstrated that this is someone who is who they are. And this is, I think something that all Russ fans relate to and clearly relate to and hold up there in super high regard. Yeah. And all of this stuff is like, and look, credit to Russ for being honest about who he is, because I think that he is, he, he has let us know what is important to him as a basketball player, who he is going to be, how much he is willing to adapt. And there is a virtue in being that honest with yourself and with everyone, but it just doesn't necessarily, it's not a positive quality when you're being honest that you kind of are not going to be helpful to a winning basketball team. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the person at the beginning of the it's group like, I'd project. rather have you tell me that, but yeah. it doesn't mean that I want you around. Yeah, it's like the it's like when you're getting ready to do a group project, and I, I'm just gonna say this because I was this guy, but like, it, it's like the it's like the person who you're getting ready to do, to do a group project, and that person like or, or or like host a party or you know it's like a potluck, and the person steps up is like I got plates, I'm bringing plates, I got napkins, 
Uh, but hey, we could really use like a dessert. No, I, I, I got you on plates. Like at least they let you know. So you have a chance to scramble and try and adjust the plan. It's like sort of like when I was captaining the group projects, as you can imagine, <laughs> in my in my school experiences, <laughs> where, you know, I would always appreciate so more the person who did not hide that they necessarily weren't the brightest bulb in the box. And we're yeah. like, yeah, so like, where do we Google this stuff? And, you know, at least them, you know, you got to compensate and give a little extra help for versus, yeah. you know, the person who is like taking super detailed notes and is like, whatever. And then they show up and they completely bomb the group presentation. This is something yeah. that I'm not bitter about at all. Um, but uh, <laughs> you'd rather have the first person, but you'd probably, if all things being equal, rather have neither. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you would, it's nice that you're upfront about it, but hey, hey, I would prefer that you actually do your job. Yeah. You know? Um, all right. Let's let's finish off here with uh, LeBron and some of his comments. And, you know, I think the first thing that kind of jumps off the page to me was, uh, yeah, I, I saw my doctor. I probably shouldn't have played in that last uh, Pelicans game. Um, I am, I have other doctors. missed the whole rest of the season afterwards. Probably correct. You know? Yeah. Um, I have other appointments uh to meet up with a doctor about my knee about my groin which i don't remember a groin thing i thought it was more of an ab thing but uh, well it was his rectus abdominis which can like i believe that is like ab, you can like, feel and that ab groin stuff is all connected ab groin yeah. hips like Core, they're all in yeah. that area that like pull on each other and so like i had i had a hip issue that like i thought was like a groin problem and we didn't figure out that it was a hip issue until i went to physical therapy like all that stuff if it gets like and i'm not a high level athlete but i'm just yeah. saying like all these things can recruit and manifest and you know show up and like Dwight we saw this earlier this year where he was complaining about like a sore groin but the team kept lips listing him with hip soreness yeah and so it's like you know all, all this stuff is related but yeah he's had like the groin thing w once you tear your groin that never goes away so he's yeah. he's going to be dealing with that from that Christmas game for the rest of his life probably and one of the things that he said was that his ankle is at a point right now where he still needs to stay off of it for another four weeks or so Four to six weeks, I believe he said. Um, yeah, and and you know, in a way, it might act. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say it's a blessing in disguise that the Lakers didn't make it. But um, but the fact it that definitely there's, is because they weren't gonna do anything. So well, but like, I don't know. I just always feel like that. That did type you want of analysis, them to make the plan? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. I, I did want the team with two future Hall of Famers on. No, no, no. Well, I mean, by the time that this season was coming down the stretch, like, did you even want them in it? Like, did you feel like there would have been any oh. real benefit from that? Um, so I think that's where been... I think you can say the blessing in disguise without it being facetious. Like, this yeah. team was clearly not doing anything. So that's fair. Yeah, but like, I, 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 you know, at the end of the day, though, the Lakers are not playing anymore, and he can actually focus on just getting healthy. And by the yeah. time he is actually healthy, he can then have a full off season. Uh, to tweak or add to or 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 manage his game, um, that that stood out to me. And then you know, the other thing that stood out was the hilarity of him pretending as if he's just some innocent bystander who occasionally gets an email from Rob about a player that they're thinking about. Um, as that was going down, uh, were, were you chuckling as he was saying, like, "Yeah, I'm, I might give my input if they ask," you know. 
<laughs> laughing, no, because I expected it, but yeah. it did, you know, it did make it clear to me why I was like, I'm kind of surprised that LeBron's even doing an exit interview. Like the last yeah. time a season went this bad, he just was like, yeah, anyway, I got to go to D Wade's last game. I'll see you guys later. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. like did not even do one. And I honestly wouldn't have blamed him for not doing one yeah. this time, you know, and, but hey, there's I'll a record that needed to be set straight here though. Exactly. And so I, I was listening to him and I'm like, ah, that's why he wanted to talk today. <laughs> and that's why, you know, even like the when, way that he was, the, the way he was holding court out at one point and he was like hey guys you got nine minutes left i'm not going to be available the rest of the summer any other questions fire them off yeah the way that he was holding court was also McMenamin that he'd go run out there with him and reeves he was ready to go for next season no matter who the who the team was if it was if it was dave and austin reeves and just them lebron's ready to go to war you know why why random shaded austin huh he <laughs> he literally mentioned austin reeves like yeah no like, no 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 i'm saying i'm saying like of all of the people to mention there, like Austin. No, no, no. I didn't take that as shade. That meant Austin is the only untouchable one in LeBron's eyes. AD's <laughs> gone. Um, no, I, I thought like I thought everything about it was really interesting. The fact that like LeBron is sitting there, like at the beginning of it, he's just kind of sitting there with his with his legs crossed, and he's just kind of. It looked like an episode of The Shop, you know? Like yeah. it was just it was just him just kind of kicking back and and like yeah. I, I look, I still. I he, still he still didn't think... he still didn't know that Frank Vogel had been fired, you know. Just no well, one obviously. communicated that to him. Yeah, yeah. he, you know, he like, hadn't I saw been the asking, tweet, but I don't I don't know, you know. Behind the scenes, he definitely wasn't asking for that over the LeBron famously uninformed on the goings on within the Lakers. <laughs> well, like that's the thing is and like all of like the entirety of the day was so much PR speak and so much spin and so much like, you know, Rob Polinka saying Rob Polinka saying today isn't the day that we're pointing fingers. Wow. At the Frank Vogel is fired press conference. Inherently, you just fucking fired somebody. You pointed a giant finger. <laughs> you have a giant foam goofy finger. No, the, you're wearing Mickey Mouse gloves like, and you're pointing. He's like, look, I'm not going to get into the flaws that led to this dismissal with Frank in any way. But, you know, we're just looking for someone that can hold the team accountable. Yeah. One through 15 <laughs> and whatever. And it's like, you kind of just did exactly what you said you weren't going to do. Well, like, or like when he said, I'm not here to make excuses, but, you know, we didn't have Kendrick Nunn all year. Yeah. You know, that really hurt us. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn MVP campaign begins now. Like, And like, and look, this is something that it, at every exit interview, this is going to be the case that like everybody here has brands and literal jobs to protect. Um, as they, in Rob's case. Yeah, as, as they, as they try to slink away from disappointing seasons, but still a lot of that brand awareness, a lot of that spin was just so slap you in the face, obvious over the course of all of these things that, you know, again, like I, the, the thing I keep on asking myself is there are lessons to learn from this. There are really important there. Clearly there are failings at every single level on the Lakers organization that leads to a season as disappointing as this one was. And I'm looking for proof that these people are actually willing to learn the lessons that they specifically have to learn. And I do think that LeBron took some responsibility, and I think him distancing himself from personnel moves, I didn't take it as just him trying to generate plausible deniability. I yeah. also took it a little bit as like, hey, you know, 
I kind of do know that things went wrong this year and maybe yeah. I'm going to maybe not necessarily throw my way. I mean, maybe, you know, again, in two months when free agency hits, that'll probably have changed. We'll see, you know, color yeah. me skeptical, but I did see, especially LeBron seem to take genuine contrition and blame at his role in all this and say that he like, you know, just blame the team, say that he wishes they could have been better. Like, I do think that LeBron took some genuine responsibility. And, and you know what? Good. <laughs> you know, if, if it, like, I, if that is how you're taking that good, um, I, I took it more as the, 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 the former where it's did more you watch the, it. I did. Yeah. I actually okay, have you actually I, did watch it. Okay. So him and I Rob, have, you watched, huh? Him and Rob, you watched him, Rob, Russ, I have gone back and watched. Okay. And then I watched the AD one from the last night. Oh, I still haven't caught up on that one yet. Did he say the sons are, are frauds again? <laughs> That's how he signed off. I just, I need him AD, just every interview. He's like, Oh, and by the way, you yeah. know, we would have kicked the sun's ass if I was healthy. Like just keep going harder on it. Lean yeah. in like at this point, him, him and Aaron sign off every, every appearance was fuck you, Devin. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> and maybe that's why he wants doc. He wants doc to like teach him the ways of being like, Oh, like this starter would have changed this entire playoff. Series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I was hoping, I didn't expect it to be clear, but I was hoping for a little more contrition on Rob's part, but it came off as a lot more defiance than con contrition. Yeah, it and, didn't seem to be contrition. It was more like my boss has sent me out here to uh, let you all know that it's me you should be blaming. And it, and, it's, and like, look, it's like waiter apologizing for your bad meal at the table. Like they've been sent out there, but they didn't make it necessarily, yeah, or right. at least not the whole, they didn't cause the whole problem. Right. And but they're the ones that they're like, they're like, all right, you can yell at me if you need to yell at somebody, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I took and and look, it's probably not great that Rob was a late addition to all of these things. <laughs> like the, the, the fact Shit, that I have to talk just because we fired Frank. Why? <laughs> I don't even like the guy. Um, so I, I, I just, I, I was expecting more from Rob here. And, you know, if, if, because like we're in agreement, the reason he has this job is because of of his relationship to Kobe, right? Yeah. We're in agreement on that, mm -hmm. and I guess Plus like because reason he still has it. Yeah, that too, and I guess I recall from Kobe a lot more like this will not fucking stand kind of an annoyance at at if things fell short, you know. Well, and, Anthony, they fired their coach 30 seconds after the season ending win. So I think you got some of this, though. This will not stand. Well, sure. But, but like, but Kobe would, I, I, I don't know. And look, maybe I'm looking Kobe at. Kobe would have fired Frank in the fourth quarter just to send a message. <laughs> Kobe would have fired him in Utah. Um, so I, I, like, I, I don't know. If, if the reason Rob Polinka has this job is because of his relationship to Kobe, then I expect him to have more in common with Kobe. You know, like if, it, if, if him standing in there, if he's in this position because he hearkens the Lakers organization and he's there to hopefully hearken the Lakers fan base back to this guy, Kobe, and that intense work ethic, like psychopathic work ethic, psychopathic attention to detail and all of these things. And by the way, psychopathic, like at the end of, at the end of seasons that didn't go well, he did say like, no. Like they, some of this shit just flat out cannot continue. And now not all of it. Like there were sometimes that he, there was the defiance on, 
on were there things that maybe he could have done differently? Like he wasn't perfect. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to memorialize Kobe into like this perfect being, but I don't know. I was just expecting more like anger at, at, at somebody's personal failings here that, that we just didn't get from Rob. And the only time, the only time he got like angry, he it felt say, like to, 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 to be fair, Rob did say multiple times that this will not stand and this is not acceptable for the Lakers organization. Fine. So he did, you know, again, I get that it's lip service, but it is sort of what you're asking for, isn't well, it? Well, no, but like, but it, it felt like there were words that he knew he had to say. And I didn't, I, it didn't really feel like it didn't it was really like when feel... you make Avery apologize for something. Yeah. Like she's, she looks up to me and, and she says, sorry, very cutely. It's, it's, it's adorable the way that she says it, but she looks up and she's like, she's saying sorry because she knows that she can move on and go out and fuck up something else. Like, like I, th that's how it felt like with, with Rob today. It was like, this cannot stand this. Can, you know, the scene in the office where Holly is, is, is talking about her relationship with the fiance and she's saying, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And she says, eventually it'll be true. He's like, this cannot stand. 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 And eventually Rob will actually believe that shit. And he's hoping that eventually we do. But I just, given the way that, look, the entire, what, two weeks, the last two weeks of the season were all leaks that were pointing the finger at Clutch and those dastardly superstars for forcing us to trade for Russell Westbrook. And the fact that like, yeah, the only... I, uh, sources say that they actually tied Rob up under his desk and sent the facts <laughs> from his yeah. office. Yeah. They, they like, locked they... Kurt in a closet. Like it was just, they were yeah. really determined to get Russ. You know, Rob actually doesn't have his thumb attached to his hand anymore because they had to use it to get the thumbprint, um, to, 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 to have access to his computer. AD like it's just... actually brought in Deandre Jordan and had him throw the facts machine like over the practice facility onto the roof so yeah. that no one else could get to it to undo the trade. You exactly. Know, just, just like, just like play center. Right. He had Deandre do it, you know? Yeah. It was... <laughs> so like, I, I guess I was hoping for more like introspective anger at how things went down. Whereas no, it seems like they're pretty content to blame the superstars and, uh, have yeah. them serve as the meat shield for everyone else and move on with their lives. And honestly, I'm not surprised. But it doesn't speak well to like the faith that people should have in their ability to fix this. That's the point that I'm making here. Should that people was, have faith? Well, well you would want to. <laughs> like people I mean, yeah. who are listening want to have faith. Yeah. But they but, won't. They aren't. They don't. We? <laughs> I don't. No. Yeah. No. I mean, that, that's, right. I'm here to ask yeah. the important question. Like, you right. know. No. And that's. Does that any was, of this surprise you? I guess is more my question. No. Okay. No. So, I mean, that's where we're at then. I, I right. think success and them being able to actually fix this, I think would be more the outlier than the expectation. And I think that we got to be honest with people. That's where we're at right now. Exactly. I don't think that this is unfixable by any means, but I'm not surprised Close. with the way that they've handled it, but uh, it handled it. And it's going to be a difficult needle to thread. There are ways they can do it. Jacob outlined some Russell Westbrook trades at the site today. Like there are ways that they can do this and try and bring in some other contributors, try and fill out the roster, get a decent hit rate on minimums. Again, you get Kendrick Nunn back. If he's actually healthy, that adds another above the minimum guy who can theoretically produce mm -hmm. above that level. You know, if AD has a healthy season, if LeBron can keep this going, that's a lot of ifs, but there are ways that you can kind of fix this. It's just not maybe the most likely scenario. And so we shouldn't be surprised that, you know, everyone is in a certain degree of job preservation and deflection mode. Yeah. But because 
Rob Palenka is not, you know, this is a point that's been made in a lot of different places, but like Rob Palenka is not getting hired to be another GM. Kurt Rambis no. is not going to get hired as a senior basketball advisor anywhere else, you know, maybe yeah. front, uh, front office assistant somewhere or assistant coach, or, you know, he has done all of those things, but I don't know that he's getting this much power anywhere yeah. else. And so when you have a situation like that, people are going to fight, uh, you know, scratch, uh, scratch and claw for their livelihoods. And that's why you see a lot of these anonymous leaks over the last several weeks, blaming everyone, but the front office. Right. And, and again, like if, cause like the point of this conversation was to like, and by the way, the counter themes. leaks are going to be incredible when, Oh man, I can't wait till we'll, we'll Frank starts unloading the clip. Yeah. And we start Frank's getting probably been spending from... all day on the phone with the reporters. Like, like all, yeah, all I'm know, saying I got, is, I got some Kurt stories for you. Bill Orem's next article is going to be really good. I'm going to go out. Probably, and yeah. yeah. I'm going to go out and I'm going to hop out on a limb and say that Bill Orem's next article is going to be one worth reading. Um, yeah, I, I, I say that about all his articles, though, because you know, uh, oh, like totally. LeBron, I don't blame Bill for the downfall of the Lakers. <laughs> so I, again, the reason I'm 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 ending on this note is because like. You know these these exit interviews they 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 should if you look at them more in a macro sense they should serve a purpose they you should be able to glean from them what what messages um they really want to hit on what they want you to read between the lines on what they can't avoid people reading between the lines on like all of those things they they look they they exist in a way to at least present the appearance of uh uh, of of allowing people in on seeing how the sausage was made and how if the sausage is rotten how they can maybe fix that but like it what i took the rotten sausage i feel like you just got to get a new one i don't know well, you i mean gotta, I well, you, you got you got to go in you gotta, out of the casing you and... have to go and you have to clear out well I, look you're a vegetarian so I, you aren't going to know I much i feel about like this. that would be more effort than just you know getting a new sausage but i guess the well, lakers can't do that what you know. have to do cuz you have the sausage what i'm saying maker. is it's a bad analogy no, listen to how All right. I, okay. I'm going to land this plane. All right. So if you have bad sausage, it's because, you know, you have, you're pouring, you know, bad meat into this thing. It's grinding it up. It's sending it out into the casings. You, you take a bite into it and it's gross. And you see like, oh, that's right. We put a $47 million point guard into here. Like, who oops, doesn't fit at all drop frank in the meat grinder 30 seconds after the game was over <laughs> that doesn't taste like pork right. so so what you have to do there is you have to go into the you have to go into the to the to the sausage maker the meat grinder there you have to clear it completely out you have to hyper wash it hyper clean it and then you have to start injecting and then joey and jesse bus come in to fix it yeah you know? they, they they joey and jesse show up with way better ingredients and you start making better sausage and like pizza, Papa John. Oh, wait, I don't know. We don't do that one anymore. Sorry. No, that's only if Shaq is listening. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, I just, I, I walked away from this today and like, yeah, I, I think LeBron was the closest and it's not a surprise there either. Cause he's done more of these than everybody else. But, um, I thought LeBron was the closest to the kind of tone that I would have expected here. Um, and I thought uh, clearly Russ was the furthest away from it, but I thought, I thought, like Polinka was closer to Russ than LeBron, in my opinion. And, yeah. and, and I, and I, he can't be, if the Lakers are actually going to get fixed, he can't be closer to Russ than he was to LeBron. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing, this is just a complete aside, but like Rob has got to stop 
speaking for people that they like just fired or, you know, just speaking for people oh, yeah. in general, because, you know, you got the whole like LeBron and AD and I are totally aligned. And then you got that whole thing. What kind of leak do you think that we're going to get for Rob? This is a verbatim quote. Frank was grateful for the opportunity that he had. <laughs> I laughed out loud when I heard that. Like, come on, man, you don't have to do this. You don't have to just, like, boldface lie to us. That, yeah. like, that meeting was Frank coming in there and just being like, you know, Rob, it was a real pleasure to work with you. <laughs> yeah, Rob, you know, thank Frank Vogel is one of the nicest people that I have ever encountered in the NBA, and I am fairly certain, given his interactions with refs, that he did not walk into the office today to shake Rob his hands and like do the scene from uh, uh oh what, what's that? Do you think uh, he showed up in person? I I I think it was held on the phone. Zoom meeting. Yeah, I think it was on the phone. Like, I think I spoke to Rob today, and and I mean, Rob he said had hello. To clear out his office. I th- I think he probably showed up. I guess maybe he could send someone for that. I don't know. I feel I I, I don't know why Look, Rob they had a road trip at the end Frank of the year showing up to have the meeting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, that I guess seems that's like true. an unnecessary level of lying. Like well, he he lied about also, Heath Ledger. Yeah. So fair enough. Um, so I, I I don't know. I just I walk away from it like just just. Look, whether the and, and it's too soon after the fact to actually know whether they can right. Like we we actually do have to start getting some like compiling some data on what the offers appear to be on Russell Westbrook because really like if the Lakers it it really kind of boils down to can the Lakers get a player who helps them next year in Russ's place or players plural who can help the Lakers next year in Russell's place if they can they have a chance at fixing this if they can't we're right back here next year with a different GM yeah, and only uh, only one man can fix all that's healing the Lakers. Kurt Rambis. Oh. oh. <laughs> I like how we say two completely different yet similarly different scenarios. <laughs> like. And on that note, that'll do it for this uh, this week's episode of the Anthony Irwin Show. Um, as as we I already told my embarrassing athletic story for this week on the Lakers Lounge earlier this week, so. I'm trying to think. I had a sports Do injury any... doing a recap, so I yeah. think you know. No, I. So we went to we 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 went to SeaWorld yesterday. I took Avery there to SeaWorld, and um, her and Jen were walking up the stairs, leaving the dolphin like underground tank thing that they have there. And um, and by the way, if you are anti SeaWorld, I totally get it. I I I, I get it. I, Anthony Jen doesn't I, get it. Anthony, look, he just works here. Okay. Yeah. DJ Augustine I just, energy for the I just got show. there, you know. I just, just look, there, I just happened just to arrive. Got there, there yesterday. Yeah. I just I just happened to arrive there. You know, the tickets just showed up on my desk. Yeah. Um, but like No, so we all I, know it's Jen that's really into SeaWorld. <laughs> I'm, and all of their policies. I'm the I'm <laughs> it's funny is like all right, that's a that's a different tangent. We're we're already far enough. Yeah, but no, I we so we are walking out of the, the dolphin tank thing. And it's underground. You walk in. It's like a you know cool little tank thing, like area where Avery could sit there and run back and forth with the dolphins as they're like swimming by. And um, as we're leaving, she and Jen are going up the stairs, and like it was like a full day of walking. My feet are not in 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 a good place ever these days. So I'm like at the at the bottom of these stairs, the foot of these stairs. And Avery is like halfway up and she like in, in like a big old crowd just turns around and goes, 
come on, dad. Because <laughs> like, I was too slow getting up these stairs. Um, See, that's the level <laughs> of accountability, 1 through 15, on the roster that the Lakers need. Maybe they should hire Avery. Dude, I'm telling you right now. She's YouTube. not going to let LeBron walk back on defense. No, no. Come on, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Anthony Irwin Show. Uh, thank you very much, Harrison, for hopping on on short notice. Um, we have... Well, Anthony, a... I have nothing else to do today, so it really wasn't a big deal. Not Good a busy point. day for me at all. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You, you Your job is to listen to interviews from Los Angeles Lakers. Stop complaining about your job. I'm not complaining about the job. I said it wasn't that busy of a day. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>